0: Hello the creatives and the curious, my name is Pendo and welcome to 12 Point Font, my novel writing podcast where I answer questions, conduct interviews, give advice, point out resources, gush over my favorite, write books, writers, and, well, things, and then just generally babble as I muddle my way through November! Today is NaNoWriMo Day 12 and we will be covering places, faces, races, and names. Look at me rhyming. But first, the idiomatic expression for today comes from Colombia. Quick apology to all of my native Latinos and Latinos, and all of my Spanish-speaking listeners. Here we go. It is Le Cuento El Milagro Pero No El Santo, I think. Meaning, I'll tell you the miracle but not the saint. So to find out what that means and to get your writing prompt, stick around until the end of the show because you can Google what, what, what those words mean, sure, but you can't Google the writing prompt, so sorry, just <laughs> just gonna have to listen, I guess, till the end. So today is all about titles, the ones we give ourselves and each other and the ones we give other things. Um, we're gonna be talking about how to name and why names have meaning and are important. Okay. Question number one is from Reddit user, (laughs) they call me Minty? Minty? They call me Minty. Okay. Is that like in the part of the song, they call me Jane? Anyways. They ask, what are your character names? I'm always interested in the names people choose for their characters. What are a few of your names and why did you pick them? Um... How I choose my character names? Well, there are a couple of ways you can do this. So the first is I ask myself what function does the character fill in my story? If they're a provider, if they're the emotional center, if maybe they're the leader, or if they're the tank, um, then I'll pick a name that may have symbolic um, meaning to their role. like. I think I had a character who was meant to be the tank, but was also like just like a beautiful person and like complex and strong. So I named him Gideon because it means destroyer and it has a biblical backing and is a Hebrew name. So my character uh, then became North African because that's where a lot of the Bible happened, just historically speaking, in North Africa. And that helped me form his backstory and his character traits. And so that's how he picked that name. I don't, I don't think I ever did anything with that story, but anyways, but that's how I picked the name um another way you can pick a name is based off of your character's personality um for example if your if your character is like a delicate person then maybe the name daisy like if they have a fragile sense of self like think great gatsby right or maybe you want a character that's kind of a contradiction of themselves then maybe pick a name that embodies that idea so like if you have a a large imposing hulk of a character something delicate, gentle name like Clementine, or if you have like a tiny wisp of person, name them Brutus, you know? Um, The other way you could do it is you could name a character after historical or common figure that they represent or that their story might be in line with for example if your character is a hopeless romantic you could name them romeo or if you have a plotting character or someone who does something illegal you could name them nixon and yes those wow those are really on the nose but i am not trying to be subtle with these examples it's just examples um of course the fourth way you could do it is the j.k rowling method Though I am sure many incredible writers have done this before, she is obviously the most famous example. Um, You could invent a name out of the things your character represents, their reputation, or the things that represent your character. And yes, the first one and the third one are two different things. Um, The prime example in Rowling's writing is Voldemort. His name broken down in French is Vol the first syllable, which translates to fear, de, which is the French word for of, and more, which means death. So Voldemort literally stands for fear of death, and if you have read the novels or watched the movies, you understand why this is just fitting for this character. And you can do this with anything, just find a root or maybe translate a word um, into a dead language, uh, or you could transform it a little bit, like if you want to name a character pretty and don't want to use bell, maybe find the word for beauty in Latin and and tweak it a little bit so that it has a nicer mouthfeel for a name. And the final way I will give you just before we move on uh, is picking a name maybe based on the ethnicity of the character. Or using the ethnicity of your character to to narrow down your naming options. For example, if your character is, I don't know, a, J- a Japanese boy who is the oldest child in his family, maybe you would research uh, Japanese names meaning oldest or firstborn. Or if he's a gentle person, you could look up Japanese names meaning gentle. Or for example, if your character is from Rwanda and she's, I don't know, a working mother who runs her own business and just is a boss. You could look up a Kinyarawandan or a Swahili name that means hard work or provide or something, Uh, just a public service announcement. Um, They also speak French and English, uh, very commonly in Rwanda, but I don't think four languages would be great for narrowing down your naming options so um there are some naming options you can use fun fact about me which is rare naming a character is one of the things i can't not plan Ooh, double negative yeah i can pants some things um but a name will keep me up at night it's it's an identity and words have power and names are important and if we did not believe that we would not be storytellers Uh, Speaking of the importance of names... oh, segue! (laughs) So sorry for that. Um, My book recommendation for today is The Name of the Wind. It is a Patrick Rothfuss book and I think I might have recommended it before, but if not, I am recommending it again. If you want a book that talks about names, their importance, and maybe the philosophy of the power of of knowing something's true self, then this is the book for you. you know what, I don't think I am sorry for a double recommendation, uh, because this, this is a book that, for those of us who love books and love reading into books, you should read twice, or three times, or a lot of times. So yep, I'll go ahead and link that in the show notes. And you know what, I'll also add an excerpt, because I just love editing so much, so much, I love editing so much. Um, here's the prologue, it's called A Silence of Three Parts a silence of three parts. It was night again. The Waystone Inn lay in silence, and it was a silence of three parts. The most obvious part was a hollow, echoing quiet, made by things that were lacking. If there had been a wind, it would have sighed through the trees, set the inn sign creaking on its hooks, and brushed the silence down the road like trailing autumn leaves. If there had been a crowd— even a handful of men inside the inn, they would have filled the silence with conversation and laughter, the clatter and clamor one expects from a drinking house during the dark hours of night. If there had been music... But no. Of course, there was no music. In fact, there were none of these things, and so the silence remained. Time for cool question number two. This is from Reddit NaNoWriMo user... Hey, hey, I think it's our first repeat, like, question asker, our first repeat user. Welcome, welcome back. Um, this is user pm underscore me underscore steam underscore codes underscore underscore. Well, yeah, well, yeah, welcome back. Um, they ask, do you have a name for your story yet? I'm curious to see if anyone else has a name yet, since a lot of authors tend to wait until later in a book's production to name it. I have a name, since the idea of mine has been floating around in my head for a while. It's called The Vulture, cool name, since in the setting there's a profession known as Vulture. Cool. They basically search for caravans that don't make their way across the great desert, ransack what they had, and resell it. Probably should have mentioned that the protagonist is one of these vultures. That's actually quite an interesting premise. Um, yeah, cool name. So book titles. I honestly don't know what to tell you, Um, unlike names these ones are something that just kind of show up one day in my mind I mean sometimes you'll start with it, other times it'll come to you somewhere in the revision process I think the main thing though is that you know that you don't have to have it down now like you don't, you don't have to know your title until like even after your second draft, in fact I think a title is something that a good editor could probably help you out with at some point down the line if you're really really stuck, yeah, I don't know, so. Uh, if you don't have a title, I guess, have no fear. You don't got it now, you don't got it, and that is fine, do not let it eat up your brain space, you need every last cell to try and help you maintain sanity and finish that novel. If you want some better advice, here is a little trailer for Jenna Moretti. Sure. Her video, that seems to have helped a lot of people when naming their book, so if you're really stuck, go give her some time. Uh, sorry for the kind of non-answer, I guess. Uh, here she is! So today I'm covering one of those requested topics, and that is book titles. Alright then, you wrote a book, now you gotta name it, here's how to do it. The thing about book titles is they either come super easily, or they're a pain in the ass to figure out. If you're dealing with the first situation, then congratulations! I hate you. But if you're in the latter category, don't fret. Jenna's here to wash away your tears. The first thing to remember is that you don't need to title your manuscript right at the start. If all you have is an outline and a few chapters, slow your roll. There's a really good chance that the perfect title will just come to you at some point in the writing process. You've got plenty of time to figure it out. But if your book is done and you still got nothing, don't panic. We can fix this. Cool. Alright, time for our final question of this Piadcast. This is from Reddit Nanorama user Mini It's not a question per se. I'll just I'll just read it and then we'll move along. They say, Help me name my fictional town. There was um an exclamation part. Modern day, real world setting, the town is set in Washington. State, not D.C. obviously. Uh, northeast of Seattle. It's a pretty small town that attaches to a small lake. I was initially working with the title Lakewood until I realized that there is already a town in Washington called Lakewood. Any ideas would be appreciated. Well, Minnie Dippa, I've got some ideas for you and for, I guess, anybody else who is trying to name a fictional place. Alright, let's break down how things are named first. We have geography that's based off of historical figures, landmarks, and geographical features as just three of some of the biggest ways to name things. For example, say a town had a lot of maple trees and was known for its uh, incredible small little maple woodlands or maple orchards. Um, One knows a group of trees could be called a grove of trees, so those groves of trees that are maple uh, lead to the town being called Maple Grove, which I'm sure there are like a ton of Maple Groves just all over everywhere. Um, and you can do this for anything. So the first thing you want to do is, I guess, identify the geography of your your fictional location. Is it a city? Is it a town? Is it a hamlet? Uh, if it's a, considered a town, consider ending the name with town. Lake town. Uh, was it a volcanic lake? Does the lake have a name like Basalt? Like Basalt Lake? Because then you could name the town after the lake, like Bassleton, or just Basalt, like, oh, I live in Basalt. Uh, does the town overlook the lake? Is it on a hill? Perhaps a lake ridge, then. Ooh, ooh, does your fictional universe have any, like, historical figures that come from the town? For example, like, it was settled by this person named Clint, um, then you could call the place, like, Clint Lake, which is kind of a cool name, if you want to take that. I'll give that one to you for free. Ooh, was it perhaps native land? Because if it was, like, Squamish land, or... Yeah, they're native to Washington State. Yes, yeah, so consider looking up the name, maybe, um, the name you want to call it, or the word lake, I guess, in one of the Aboriginal Puget Sound Salish languages and just naming it after that. And you can do this with any native land, real or fictional, like if you have, um, uh, native people in your fictional place, then you could consider naming it something in one of their languages. I got really excited. I got really excited for this question. I'm sorry. Oh, goodness. Okay, so I think that's the best I can offer at this point. Just remember that your name says something about where you live. Philadelphia, right? Phyllis, brotherly love. Delphi, city of brotherly love. Hong Kong. Hong Kong is Harbor of Spice or Spice Harbor. Nairobi. Nairobi comes from Encare Nairobi, meaning cold water cold water. You know, so I hope that helps some. Brian Seeker on YouTube actually does a really good short video essay on how J.K. Rowling names things. I'll play a short excerpt of that now, but yeah, you should go and check out the full thing over on their YouTube channel. When J.K. first sat down to write the story about the boy who lived, she was burdened with coming up with all these names and places that sounded familiar enough, but felt like they were from a different world we'd never seen before. As most fans probably already know, J.K. Rowling loves her wordplay. So she decided to intermix some of this wordplay inside the universe. Nocturnally, when squished together, is nocturnally, which itself leads well into the place in the wizarding world that she's describing. The Mirror of Irised. said is desire spelled backwards. Again, alluding to the natural properties of the mirror, or even 12 Grim Old Place, which is essentially a grim old place. Noise. If you want more world building, um, Brandon Sanderson actually has a whole free series on YouTube. Uh, Sanderson, my man, go ahead and listen to that. I highly recommend. It. Well, at least I I liked it. um And yeah, okay, my good listeners, I think that's all I got for you today. If you want more, come on over and hang out with me on Instagram or Twitter at Pendoland, or check out my website at pendoland.com. If you're not yet tired of my voice, I don't know why. You can go to my scarcely used YouTube channel also at Pendoland. If you have any questions or comments you want me to read on the show, send them on over by email email to 12 gmail.com that's to ptft at gmail.com, or tag me on social media with hashtag 12 font just like the show title. The intro and outro for the podcast is Mary Pop- Poppins by True Loves, and all of this and anything I talked about in the show will be linked in the show notes as well. Also, if you have a second, um, I'd really appreciate if you would give this a good rating on iTunes, it just helps a lot for visibility. If you do, just send me a message, I'd love to give you a shout out in the next show. Thank you so much thank you so much for listening all the way through Um, now back to the idiomatic expression of the day today's was le cuento el milagro pero no el santo meaning I'll tell you the miracle but not the saint I think its simplest translation is I'll spill the gossip but I'm not gonna reveal the people involved you know like I'll tell you the details but I'm not gonna give you any names (laughs) so for your writing prompt I want you to write a scene in which one of your characters is acting kinda shady you know calling me baby no that's that's incorrect pendo um great song though but incorrect go ahead and write a scene in which one of your characters is acting kind of shady um and another one has got to keep their secret how does this affect their relationship how does it affect their interactions with that person with the group i mean do they spill to whom are they loyal oh and if you actually want to send me these to read um i wouldn't mind because this is like this sounds like a really cool prompt i'd like honestly be really happy to read any of these uh so yeah so just um use the hashtags or the email with a subject line writing prompt i'd be happy to say hey these sound really interesting all right this has been 12 point font reminding you to stay creative stay curious and stay writing until tomorrow that's goodbye faces places No, nope. places faces <laughs> okay kind of Inline line when, in when, in line when, repeat user, user, asker, asker, user, if you want some better advice, here is a little trainer, 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 trailer, landmarks and geogra, geographical features, why did I say it so weird?